Today's guest just lights up a room. Nazra is an incredible human being who has accomplished so much in her young life, and it was such a privilege to interview her and learn about her gap year experience. So if you are considering a gap year, take a listen to Nazra and what her journey was like, and hopefully it will help guide you on yours. Take a listen. sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. everybody and welcome to the Gap Year podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer and today we have a phenomenal guest with us. I'm so excited to have her tell her Gap Year story. Uh, today we have Nazra Nafshad with us and I had the pleasure of meeting Nazra through a mutual friend and our past history working with uh, Free the Children which is now We Charity and uh, Nazra's story really resonated with me because she took such a bold step in her life and really embraced her gap year in a, in a way that I would love for her to share with all of you. So welcome, Nazra. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Michelle. And, and thanks for that awesome intro. I'm so excited for the next hour. Um, uh, and, and hello, everyone. So like Michelle said, I'm, I'm Nazra. I went through a gap year last year. Uh, through my gap year, I worked at a company called the Knowledge Society, which I actually made the decision to continue working for now. Uh, and also, like Michelle mentioned, we charity was actually on the board of directors for that organization throughout uh, last year, which was such a great, awesome experience. And I'm so excited to share some of my learning and that experience with everyone here today. Wonderful. So thanks. Thanks for being here. And uh, I would love to dive into the thoughts around deciding to take a gap year, because in Canada, that's not really a popular choice. It's not part of the mainstream like it is in uh, Europe or in Australia, where, where tons of people are doing that. So how did that decision come about? Or how did that idea creep into your head? Yeah, so um, one was, the, so the first thing is not actually caring about what the status quo was. Um, so although it might not be popular in Canada, uh, if that thought just didn't even enter my mind, I was solely thinking about what's the decision I want to make for myself um, and what do I think is the best thing for me to do for my future. And so the, the gap year I, decision was actually just such an easy, easy one to make. Um, but the first thing I think is just knowing about it. I think a lot of people, when I tell them about a gap year, um, are surprised that that's an option for them. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know completely if it was something that I could do, but it was so easy to search online um, and so easy to find that information uh, on how I could take the gap year and what that could look like. Um, so that's, I, it took me, I think, 10 minutes to really 
understand how it worked and if I could really do it. All I had to do was Google search if UFT will give me uh, a gap year, which what, what it means is you accepted yourself into university, um, in, in my case or in, in many cases, and you hold your, the university will hold your seat in that class or in that degree program for one year. And when you come back, they'll open up that seat for you and you'll be ready to go into the regular stream of, of first year students going into that program or, or whatever program you were accepted into. Um, and it was so easy to do. All you had to do was fill out a form and say, these are the reasons that I'm taking a gap year. This is what I plan to do. Um, here's some of my like, information. And that was it. It was just one form that I had to fill out to, to ask for a request to take a gap year. I love it. And I, I think you bring up some really, really great points here. Uh, and, and the first is just this, this idea that, that people aren't aware of gap years as a whole. When you're in grade 12 or grade 11, you're getting fed this information about high school or about university and college. And sometimes gap year doesn't come up. So um, the people listening to this podcast probably have uh, at least started down that journey. So, so kudos to all the listeners out there. Um, but definitely getting, getting that awareness out there I think is great and the fact that you were confident to do that research and, and find the resources that you need uh, I think that is an absolutely incredible uh, skill to have and um, something that, that gappers need to have is, is being a little bit prepared to step out of you, you called it the status quo um, and, and the flip side of that too is, is FOMO the fear of missing out or like just continuing with what everybody else is doing and, um, and having that boldness and that awareness that there was something else out there that was calling to you that that the university pathway right away wasn't the right step for you um, so I, how did you know that that you weren't um, I wouldn't say ready but you that the university step right out of high school wasn't the right thing for you yeah I think it required um, some, some deeper introspection just throughout my senior year in general um, that compounded to when I had the opportunity to take a gap year. It was such an easy decision to make. Um, but I think people do, and, and I had to take some time out of, you know, my day, my life, and, and just in general, and to deeply think about what is it that I want in general, in life. Um, it's a, and it's a question I think a lot of people have to, to answer. And in junior year in high school, when you're answering that question for yourself, um, because there is a pressure to decide uh, which university you want to go to, which college you want to go to. Um, your people are answering that question by looking at what degree programs are available to them. Um, and to me, it's such a it's, it's such a you know bottom top approach, and it just never it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and so when I was asking this question of what do I want, um, it it was in the it was in the perspective and in the sense of who do I want to be in about ten years. Um, where do I see the world going and what part do I see myself playing in this world and how I impact this world and, and create it. Um, and there was, although a bit of an ambiguous, uh, a clear understanding of in the next 10 years, I want to create impact and working with really smart people on hard problems that, I, um, that, are, that are meaningful, that are going to create large impact in the world. Um, and I'm talking on a scale of billions. That 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 idea was very clear to me after like lots of deep introspection, after um, gaining certain different experiences throughout that year, and I realized that that is something that I want to do. And then I looked at 
you know, degree options and, and programs available to me. And I explored this path of university of what that could look like. And I just wasn't enticed. Like I really felt that there were so many gaps missing um, from the, the person that I wanted to be. And I'll give you a, a, a small example that not I don't think many people think about. So um, when we think about so what are some of the like values and traits people, smart people value um, when working in teams, it's cooperation, it's um, someone that's you know able to be super resourceful, someone that's able to um, figure things out and, and communicate with each other really well and have like great social skills. So when you look at university, um, it's not tailored to teach us that. It's not tailored to teach us um, how to be super resourceful. There's always an answer at the, the back of the book. There's always a professor you could go with for an answer. There are a lot of gaps missing. And one of the things that I realized is that university or college or school is just one path. It's not the path. There are so many other paths that you can create for yourself. But the narrative and the perspective that we're given um, all throughout our school years is that it is the only option available to us. And once that specific lesson almost clicked for me and that I internalized that it is not the path, it is just an option. Um, I, I think there were just so many mental barriers and perceptions that broke away that made me realize that I don't have to choose this path um, and, or I can take a step away from it. And, and for many people, um, they, they do want to choose that path, but take a step away from it and take a gap year and explore other paths available to them um, or explore the world or explore themselves um, and just take some time away to kind of break away from the general narrative of this is what we have to do instead of what do you want to do? Where do you see yourself? Who do you see yourself to be? Um, and can you work backwards from that to create another optimal path or figure out that this is the optimal path for you to get to that point? I think one of the things that really resonates with me and what you're saying, like, first of all, like, you are my spirit animal, like you're saying all of the things that I say in conversations all the time, uh, because you have that lived experience. And you are very clearly uh, like a smart girl. And there is this narrative in society, like smart girls go to university. And, and that is just the way that it goes. And sometimes you can get pushback from people saying, well, you're smart enough to go. Why are you not going? Is that something that you heard? Um, oh yeah, all the time. Um, it's been it's been definitely a topic for all conversations. Um, and I yes, I get I got a lot of pushback. I got a lot of pushback in the beginning as well when I was just initially making that decision. My mom completely did not understand what I was doing, and especially because um, one, I am a girl, but I'm also like an immigrant, um, and my parents specifically came to Canada with me for my education and so that I would get educated, um, which I'm so, so grateful for. But they just completely, like in their mind, like I said about university being an option and a path, but not the only path. Um, for many people, it, that is just like, that's because it's never a conversation topic, because that idea has never been introduced to them. It doesn't seem like a valid idea. Like university not being an option to be successful in what you want to do is not something that that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, so much pushback. Um, even a year and a half after, even after you know doing some awesome things like um, 
being featured on the news because I took a gap year and because of the things that I did within the gap year talking at some of the world's largest conferences, um, you know, going on, on trips and, and getting reimbursed for trips that I went on just to have those experiences and work with companies and do really cool, awesome things. Like after even seeing all the successes um, of that gap year, I still get pushback for making that decision and for continuing to make different decisions. Okay, so let's rewind to preparing for that initial conversation with your parents. So I'm guessing that you probably know your parents pretty well and approaching them with the idea of doing something other than going to university, again, kind of reemphasizing the the background of, of your parents making sacrifices to come to Canada in order for you to have an education. I'm sure you uh, had an inkling that there might be a little bit of pushback in that initial conversation. So what did you do in order to prepare to bring this topic up with your parents? For sure. So um, I actually had a very like um, very structured framework for how I wanted to have that conversation with them. So um, just some context previous to that year, um, I was actually like, I, I had a really hard time communicating with my parents. Um, and I kind of did throughout high school and, and middle school. We never really, we weren't, we weren't good at having discussions and conversations and listening to each other and also just talking about the things that we were trying to do. It was more of um, either I make a decision or they make a decision and then we see from there where things go. Um, so this was one of the first times that like, we, like I actually intended to sit down with them and have a conversation on something and really um, do it in a meaningful way where we could understand each other. So the way that I did it, and this is kind of the way that I actually also just broke down making the decision for myself. Um, so the goal was, I'm gonna explain to them how I made this decision and I want them to understand it and I want them to support me. And um, while doing that, I was just gonna show them how I made that decision myself. So what I did was, um, for myself, I outlined the first thing that I did when trying to make this, like, and I knew instinctively that this was a decision I wanted to make, but then when trying to communicate it to my parents, the first thing I did was outline what are the top kind of three to five values that I have for myself? Like, who do I want to be or the type of person that I want to meet or the type of success I want to have um, in the next you know, five to 10, 15, 20 life years? And I, I wrote down these like five values or these five things that I want. And then what I did was I, I kind of just created a pro and cons chart. And I did, and I said university, and then I, um, in, in one section I wrote university pros and cons, and I did um, taking a gap year and working for the Knowledge Society TKS um, pros and cons. And then what I did was I went through, and you know, usually people just stop there. They see the pros and cons, and they're like, okay, that, that is what it is. But what I did instead was I went through the pros uh, of both sections, and I said, can I get these pros anywhere else? Can I get them better anywhere else? Um, are these pros the best pros that are offered here? And then what I did was I went to the cons section and I said, can I largely mitigate these cons? Is there a way to mitigate these cons? Or is there a way to, um, is there a way where like the, is there a way to just get rid of the cons in general? And so I looked at the, I kind of compared these pros and cons lists, and then I went a, a level deeper into them to be able to like make a decision. So what I did with my mom was I kind of sat her down and I was like, I, I really need you to listen to me. Um, and it was a really hard thing to do because my mom at that point was typically the type where if I wanted to have a conversation with her and she disagreed, she'd walk away. 
she didn't she wouldn't even want to engage in the conversation um, and she actually did that several times that evening she walked away while having that conversation and I had to pull her back and um, tell her to sit down with me and just listen for a bit um, so I took out this paper and I said what are your top five values for me and I actually had her go through the exercise um, so she said I want you to be x person and I want you to do this and I want you to do that and some of them aligned and some of them didn't, but I let it be. And I just said, okay, these are the things that you as parents want for me. Um, and then I said, here are the two options that I'm thinking of just in general for life for the next four to five years. Um, and, I, and I made her do the same thing, you know, university pros and cons, um, gap year pros and cons. And I had her list all of them. And then I added my own additions to them after she went through that. And then I said, okay, these pros, do you think I could get them anywhere else? these cons, do you think there's any way to mitigate them? And um, after going through that, I asked her, like, which one, which path do you think you would, you know, think is, is better to lead to these five values or these five things that you want for in the future? And she said the gap year. Um, but she actually said no at the end of the conversation. She was like, I know that the gap year makes like sense, but I don't think it's something that you should do. And no, you're not doing it. It's not something that's going to happen. Um, so she actually did understand the value of the gap here, but still said no, which was really interesting. Um, but that's kind of the conversation that I had with her and it was very structured and I, and I wanted it to be intentional. So it wasn't something that we would argue over, but it was, it was, it was and I think that's important. If you have it on the basis, on the foundation of, I really want to help them understand me and I want them to, you know, help support me, then it, it's a totally different conversation that you can have with them. And um, I think it really, that, that really helps you structure it in a way that helps them understand. I love that approach. And uh, I think something that you did that really centers a lot of the decisions we make and something that you can't argue with is that level of values. And I don't think we do enough work in today's society to really talk about what our values and what our goals are for ourselves. And I think that you centering it around that for yourself and that for your parents really levels the playing field because you can argue with rationale, you can argue with statistics, but you can't argue with somebody's values. And, and, and I think that's a really powerful tool. So, so number one, I love that you started from a place of values. Uh, do you remember what any of those five values are by any chance? Yes. Um, so for myself, the, the ones that I chose for myself, um, and so I, I did values and goals. Um, but one was that I want to be able to have, so number one was goal. It was, I want to have an impact on those people. Um, number two was I want to, I want to be able to to kind of like embody this ghost mindset um and it was all centered around like um like how do I like exceed being like a super resourceful person and having this like figure it out mentality and I can I can basically take any task and figure out a way to do it or figure out that if I'm not competent in that area how to become competent and, and work towards that um and then um the other was like centered around like people um one of the things that I've realized is I want to I want to be one of the top um, people in the world that are able to understand and connect with and connect other people. Uh, I've always just naturally loved being a people's person and I want to 10x that, exceed that. Um, so it was kind of, it was centered around that. Um, and, um, and then the other thing I think, and I 
can't remember the last two, but it was it was just around it was around helpfulness, like I wanted to help uh, my family and my friends and being like a, a great like support person in in general, um, and being able to like support others. Um, and then for my mom, I can't remember her like all all of her five ones, but her number one was actually centered around religion. So she's super she's a super religious person, and um, for her her number one was like um, she just wants me to be a a good religious um, like practitioner and then the others were um, supporting my family she said she wanted me to be able to get married one day like um, uh, and have a family and so those were kind of the things that she she valued for me and then in terms of like values she said that she wanted me to be a, um, a, a kind person and just a good person and a helpful person in the world. I love that. And and you know what, there's this universal um, truth about parents and their wishes for their kids. Every parent's values for their kids always boils down to happy, healthy, and successful. And I I love hearing the different iterations of how that comes up, whether that's through faith or whether that's through family or or the particular values. But what what parents want for those for their kids is happy, healthy, and and successful. And I think some parents forget those things when when the, they talk about their their post secondary pathway. So even though your mom could see the writing on the wall, she could see all the reasons why the gap year was the right thing and would lead you to that happy, healthy, successful. Um, that there was still this strong push to get to university. And I think it's the same for a lot of a lot of other students who are in different situations. Maybe their mental health is suffering. Maybe they uh, aren't sure what they want to do um, after high school. And, and yet the parents are still pushing this university or this college pathway um, at the expense of the happy, healthy, successful young person that they want. So it's really unpacking how strong that narrative is and how much that's pushing us um, into, into heading directly into some sort of formal program. And I think there's a little bit of a fear of the uh, lack of structure that comes from a gap year. And I think that's where a lot of parents get scared uh, because when you're heading off into a formalized program, you're moving from a system of high school where where people are are guiding you and and putting you on the straight and narrow into a formal program um, where they're again guiding you and and when it comes to a gap year, there's a lot of ambiguity and openness to it. Um, so I, I'm curious your thoughts on on being out of a system um, for your for your gap year and how that might have benefited you. For sure. Um, so sorry, the, the question was just how that, that gap year has benefited me. Yeah, being outside of a formal system um, of, of education for a while. What, what could you get out of there that you maybe couldn't have gotten if you went directly into uh, university or college? Awesome. Yeah, so many things. Um, like a, a deeper under, like I, I, I expected a, a kind of deeper, deeper understanding of the world. And I knew that I would always be going through self, like a, a self-growth kind of journey, but I didn't, I didn't know how massive that, like that would be for internal kind of introspection and, and realization of things that were happening internally. Um, so it was, it was a crazy experience overall. Like I, I really got to understand the real world better. Um, I was, 
um, in, in terms of just like how do people in companies work together? How and these these things that are that seem really small and, and as I say them don't seem like a big deal. But for anyone who remembers, you know, leaving university or um, just right after they finish university, can you get that like that first kind of or the first few um, interactions with the real world and it blows your mind because um, you've been in a system that is so caged and so, so different from it. Um, like we think that university and school is like how the world operates, it's what's normal. And I know this narrative is, is kind of um, thrown around, but it's just so different. And um, one of the biggest things that kind of happened as a result of stepping away was um, all the walls dropped, like all the pretenses dropped, all the, this kind of like understanding of the status, like what the status quo was, which became very clear and how it was not the only option and it was not what actually were most of the best options. Like all of those things, like the, they just kind of fell away and I got to see with um, almost like a different set of, of lenses like I, I felt like I was seeing with like real eyes for the first time um and that's kind of how I would describe the past like year and a half has been is it's it's almost like uncovering the truth which sounds really good like now thinking about it it's kind of really scary like I'm scared for people that um have to go through like all this formalized education and um, school and university and don't get a chance to step away for a second or step away completely um, and realize what other truths exist outside of that system. Um, and uh, and then I, I learned a lot about myself. Like I um, really had a, deep, a deeper understanding of who I wanted to be in the, in the next 10 years. It became even more clearer. Um, it became clearer the things that I didn't want to be, the things that I didn't want to be doing. Um, and that's like those resonated a lot with me. Um, and yeah, there was so much to learn about the world and myself that I really don't think I could have happened in a structured environment because I have to make so many decisions thinking for myself, thinking um, about the world. And um, I think just in general thinking, like I, I got time to really view society and view myself and think deeply um, what all of this means and how all of this works and whether it makes sense. Whereas in university, I don't really think I would have had a chance to go to the level that I did or ask myself the questions that I could have because one, I lacked the experience, but two, I would have been bonded to, um, to a structure that wouldn't actually even allow me to ask certain questions because I couldn't even, I would not have perceived of them um, if I was, you know, bounded in that, in that structure. Okay. This is, this is a, a, a next level question for that. So if you were to head to university now, how would you show up differently as a student having had this gap year experience and this work experience and this life experience? How would you be a different student than if you went directly out of high school? Um, so in high school, I was part of this program called the IB, International Baccalaureate, and so it was very academics driven, um, and, I, and I know if I had gone into university, I would have taken every single lesson, every single assignment, every single, that I, every single thing that I had to do, I would have gone extremely over the top. Um, I would have crammed my schedule with a lot of courses, um, and I would have tried to do as much as I could, um, and now I realize that that's actually not 
the best way to go about it. I probably would now approach it with what are what are all the classes that I need to to kind of you know or the courses that I need to get done, and then what uh, when I take each assignment is how much time do I actually need to dedicate to it? Like, do I really have to go over the top, or can I can I is there a threshold that I can hit that will get me you know the ninety four percent, but not the 97, but that's okay. Like, I, is, there, is there a certain amount of time that I can spend doing a certain assignment that will get me the result that I want, um, but then give me more time to do other things that I, that I love to do? Or what are, what are the best ways to kind of really understand deeply that knowledge? I would uh, actually probably go in and um, highlight some professors that I would want to work with, and instead of waiting to third or fourth year, I'd work with them right away. Um, even before joining university, like um, knowing which projects interest me and going for that, and then looking at classes as, as a tool to level me up, but not as the thing that will level me up. Um, and so less emphasis on like just the class itself and just the work itself, but more emphasis on how am I actually spending my time doing these things? Um, where am I spending my time? So not just in that class, but um, with the facilities, like facilities available to me and the professors available to me um, and making sure that I, that I actually maximize the resources available um, and my time as, as well. I'd be more conscious of that and know that like being over the top and doing the max amount of things does not equal um, like getting the most value, getting the best experience, um, and get or and or getting the the most amount of knowledge, um, and in the future does not does not equate to um, you're going to get a job at X place or this is the skill that they're looking for. So as as more to focus on um, TLDR, what skills do I need? What is the way that that I can spend my time and where can I spend my time most effectively and efficiently to get all these kind of skills and successes or results that I that I want. It sounds like uh, you would be much more in control versus being a passive recipient of uh, the the program. But you would you would be driving your own education um, even within the the structure of a university system. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's exactly it. I love that. Uh, and I think that's really powerful because uh, especially when we're looking at life outside of school, uh, you, need to, you need to be in the driver's seat and you need to learn how to drive. And I think this gap here, um, it has been so great as a tool for you to, to step into that driver's seat in, in, an, in a, like, you, like you said, like a level up and, uh, and really own your future, own what's important to you, whether that's knowledge or relationships or networking or, or uh, experiences working on projects. And I think um, in, in hearing some of your, your, your anecdotes and your stories, that's really where you are. You are in the driver's seat of your life. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly and, how I would describe it too. I love it. Um, and something else. So you talk about, um, in that last question, you talked about getting in touch with professors and learning from them. Who have been your teachers on your gap year? What, what people or what experiences have been the ones that have led to the, the knowledge acquisition or the skill acquisition or the growth that you've experienced over the course of your gap year? Um, great question. So I want to give a huge Huge shout out to the two people that stand out the most and kind of have 
have helped me become this driver in the in the car, in my own car um, is Naveed and Nadine Nafu. They are the two co-founders of the Knowledge Society, TKS, the organization that I've been working for and with, um, and who I've also been a, student, uh, a part of. And they are, um, like I wouldn't even say mentors, but coaches. Um, they have been the, the best coaches I have ever seen um, and, and worked with. They care so much about the people that they work with. They run, it, they run an organization and they found an organization, again, like called TKS, and it's um, what we would describe as an Olympic level training grant, and it's for young people to solve the world's hardest problems. Um, and it's uh, solving the world's hardest problems through technology and um, through a lot of self-development as well. Uh, and it's a, it's a crazy program, and there are around you know, 500 students that go through it right now, and um, the students that they connect with, they, they really care about. And I'm so grateful because they taught me how to be more self-aware. They taught me how to make, um, like, or they guided me really on how do I, how I, how can I, how can I make better decisions for myself? How can I think for myself? Um, and I'm so so grateful for them. So, maybe um, Nadine, are listening. Thank you guys. Um, you have changed our life, and I am extremely appreciative of that. I think it's so important to have mentors in your life. Uh, and as part of the, the gap year certification that, that we have at the Canadian Gap Year Association, we have purposely put in mentorship there because sometimes in our lives we have our parents or we have people in our inner circle uh, that, that support us, but, but looking to grow professionally, looking to grow uh, in, in, in a way that's different than, than our core values. Um, it's important to have those people in our lives and finding somebody that can step into that role and be a mentor and guide you and open your eyes to different ways of thinking, different ways of acting, different things that you can get involved in is so important. So I'm so glad you found uh, those folks through your high school program. And so huge, huge shout out to the Knowledge Society. Um, where can folks find information on the Knowledge Society if they're curious? Um, so we have, it's a, if you go to thekesociety.com, so T-H-E-K society.com, uh, all the information is there. We are on a rolling basis of accepting applications for the program in Toronto, New York, uh, Vegas, Ottawa, and Boston right now. Early applications are open. We also have um, a program for students 9 to 12 years old called Foundations in Toronto. Um, so a lot of awesome kids there. You can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter, same, same handle, K-Society, um, across all platforms. Amazing. So with this, with all of these expansions, did you have anything to do with any of that growth? Yeah. So um, I actually initially led a lot of the, the operational work for, or, um, for expanding us to Boston, New York, Ottawa and Vegas earlier this year, um, which is a which is a great experience and, and so cool. And now that we're in those cities, I am managing and leading the the communities there. Okay, so our listeners are probably losing their mind right now um, because that is not a story we hear all the time. So you have a high school education. And you took a gap year. So there's no formal training. There's no university degree. There's, there's no magic that's happening here. You are, I'm going to use this term very loosely, just a kid, but you have 
taken on some incredible projects and have been given some incredible responsibility and you have seen incredible success from that. Is, is that all accurate? Uh, yes. <laughs> humbly, humbly accurate, right? Uh, and I think that is, is something that needs to be celebrated, that you have uh, embraced your gap year and you have some incredible things that uh, are going to lead you down so many different paths and given you so many different experiences that many people may never have the opportunity to experience. So congratulations on that. I think that's an incredible success story. And one of the many things that I hear of people who take the time to do something different, um, whether it's large scale or small scale wins like that, um, you, it's something that you should be very, very proud of. Thank you. Thanks so much. And so um, I'd love to hear just kind of as we, we wrap up this conversation a little bit, um, what are some of your parting ideas or parting thoughts about uh, for other people who might be considering taking a gap year? What do you want them to know? The biggest thing is um, the like a perception of the world um, isn't always accurate, and um, this perception, especially that you need to be in a structured system. Um, such as university or college um, or school, um, it it doesn't always have to be the the right choice, um, and it could be for you, but it's not the only option. So I would say, one, just explore. Um, you know, spend some time looking at other, like even other school options, like Lambda School uh, or Minerva. Um, search those search those two schools that are really incredible and they're really great and they're doing some awesome things. Um, Minerva, for example, I'm just going to quickly highlight. Um, in four years, you get a, a certain engineering type degree, um, and I think they might do liberal arts or, or literature and, and other things as well. But you you get a degree and you're actually traveling to eight different countries um, throughout the four four years, and you live in eight different countries around the world while you do that. Um, as a part of the university, and every student does that. Um, so, one, what are kind of like what are all the other options? And I would say work backwards um, and don't look at the degrees, don't look at um, what programs are offered. Just solely think about where do I think the world is going to be in 10, 15, 20 years? What role do I want to play in it? How, you know, what type of role do I want to play in it? Who do I want to be? Um, and just spend some time thinking just solely by yourself without all the um the inputs and ideas and opinions of other people and think what do you want for yourself um and and really try to figure out what are all the other paths available that i can get myself to that place um and then allow yourself to experiment um don't worry too much um University is always an option that someone can can go back to it at any point in their life, whether that's right after the gap year, whether that's um, years later. And um, if if you know all else fails, uh, it is always an option that will be uh, available. Um, so don't be scared to experiment. And I think um, just life is life is so great and it's so awesome. And this ability to have choice to do what you want is there you can do things you want um so kind of see and realize that 
the choice is yours um, and take ownership of that. I think is, is super important. Like you, you really do get to decide the person that you want to be and what you want to be doing. And I think taking ownership over that is, is really important. Um, and like Michelle, like you said, is, is not to be a passive observer or a passive decision maker, but be the driver in that car, be, you know, be the person that is able to make decisions for yourself. Um, and uh, um, a lot of the, the, the shackles or barriers that we experience, whether that's um, you know, family disagreeing with the decisions that we make or um, guidance counselors not being supportive of, of our decisions or classmates or friends, although they are real, although they are, you know, they, they are actual external things that are happening um, and they can be hard, um, sometimes they are also mental, mental barriers. And although they can, you know, they can occur, you, you can start to frame your mindset into thinking about um, how you can be the person that supports yourself and how other people can, uh, either can or can't understand that, but um, that you don't need to be shackled by other people's opinions and, and um, their version of reality or their perception of what is best for you. Um, so TLDR, um, my one of my mantras is is you decide and you can be the person in control and um really kind of think deeply about that i think that's a beautiful message to to leave to people who are are considering this this option and i'm sure your story is going to uh ignite a lot of conversations within families and a lot of reflective time for parents and for gappers uh, to take that time to clarify their values, clarify what they want out of life and who they want to be and what is going to get them to that end goal. And whether that is the university college or gap year pathway or uh, some combination of those pieces uh, is going to be a really great way to uh, be actively living your life and taking control of, uh, of who you are going to be as a person. So thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast and sharing your story so openly. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks so much. And Nazra, where can folks find you if they want to connect with you, uh, learn a little bit more about either the Knowledge Society or your Gap Year journey? For sure. So um, everything the Knowledge Society related is the K Society. So that's on their website, that's their Twitter and Instagram. And for me, it's Nazra Noshad, which the name I'm sure and how to spell it is going to be up to the title. Um, so it's Nazra Noshad, and that's me on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to email me, it's Nazra at thekcsociety.com. Amazing. Thanks so much. And uh, we will make sure that folks can reach out to you and we will put all that information in the show notes as well. So thanks so much for listening and we will see you on our next episode of the Gap Year podcast.
I am so grateful for Nazra for sharing her story with us and for continuing to be such an amazing ambassador for the gap year movement as a whole. You can also catch Nazra speaking about her experience on our recordings from Gap Year Frosh Week. She was one of the folks who sat on our alumni panel. So if you're looking to get some more Nazra in your life, you can check it out at cangap.ca slash frosh and you can check out the video that she and Rachel share about their experience experience. And for those of you out there who are thinking about your next steps, hopefully Nazra was help help was able to help you uh, ease your hesitation around the gap year pathway. She has had an incredible journey and she continues to learn and grow in so many different ways. So you can definitely see that a gap year is not only for those who don't know where they're going. It can be for those who know exactly where they're going as well and everybody in between. So there you are, folks. Until next time, keep on adventuring.